encourage us this, the ability to disregard fear. That's essentially what courage is. I want to show you a picture. This was on a magazine quite a number of years ago that appeared in South Africa of a young man who was very courageous. By all accounts, this young man had a terrible fear of heights. But he actually climbed to the top of a famous mountain in South Africa. You can still see bits of coal. That's coal, not coal, that means snow. And uh, the caption coming out on top. Would that young man stand up, please? Now, today, 
spontaneous remembrance Sandhya we write these members, men and women, tens of thousands of them, men and women of courage who risk their lives for peace. Perhaps there's no greater courageous act than to lay down your life for the freedom of others. And actually, Jesus said, didn't he, there's no greater love that you can express than today you've laid down your life for your friends. My paternal grandfather died in the first world war. He was about 23, 24 years of age. And he died in northern France. He was a gunner of the Royal Field Artillery. And he died on the 19th of October, 1917. And he was awarded this, which is modelled on the old English penny. It was called the Dead Man's Penny by many of the troops that served on the front line. It was also called the Widow's Penny. There was over 1,300,000 of these that were produced and sent to the widows and the loved ones of those who have given their lives in the First World War. This is the message from the King from Buckingham Palace. It says, I join with my grateful people in sending you this memorial of a brave life given for others in the Great War. We have rightly remembered this morning men and women of incredible courage who laid down their lives so that we can enjoy the peace and the freedom that we have in our nation and across Europe today. These were heroes, and I think proudly of my grandfather, who I never knew. But I think of him as a young man, as a hero, who willingly went to give his life in order that we might enjoy the freedom that we have today. Speaking of World War, Winston Churchill said this, success is not final, failure is not fatal, it is the courage to continue that counts. Now, as a church, we are in a new season as a church here. There are changes that are taking places, place and changes that will continue to take place. And one of the past disappointments we might have experienced as a church we have prophetic words that have said that this is a time where the slate has been wiped clean, God has a new future, a new destiny, new plans and purposes for us as a church here in this city and in this nation. God wants us to be fruitful. There is an exciting future. There is a future where we're going to see his kingdom built and extended. And we're going to witness things that we have not seen before. It will be life-changing. But to embrace this new season will cost courage. It is not for wimps. It's not for people who want to take it or leave it. It's for those who make a commitment to say, Jesus, I'm going to serve your purposes. I'm going to give my life to your kingdom to be fulfilled. It will cost commitment. It will cost time. It will cost money. It will ultimately cost our lives to see the kind of church built that Jesus why? Because Jesus said, if you want to follow me, then you have to take up the cross and follow me. And that's why Christians are courageous 
we're willing to live that kind of life. Now, I want to say about the character of the Bible this morning whose name was Joshua. Because Joshua was commissioned to be the leader of the people of Israel following Moses. Moses did a great job in bringing the people of Israel out of their captivity and slavery in Egypt. He led them for 40 years through the wilderness and eventually came to the edge of the promised land and God said, you've done your job, now Joshua, it's for you to lead my people into the promised land. And in Deuteronomy chapter 31 and the first eight verses, you read about that moment of exchange. And I'll just put it on the screen here. This is part of it here. So Moses speaks these words over Joshua. He says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail nor abandon you. Then Moses called for Joshua. And as all Israel watched, he said to him, be strong and courageous. For you will lead these people into the land of the Lord's slaughter to their ancestors he would give them. You are the one who will divide it among them as their grants of land. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord will firstly go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail nor abandon you. What does it require to be a man or a woman of courage? What does it require to be committed to courage rather than fear? Well, let me just share some things with you out of the life of Joshua. First of all, it requires confidence to trust God. Confidence to trust God. This is what the Bible says in the book of Hebrews. Do not throw away your confident trust in the Lord. Then it also says, Christ is more than a servant. He is he was faithful as the son in charge of God's house or God's church. And now we are part of his house if we continue courageously to hold firmly to our own confidence and victorious hope. And then also faith, one, is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. Confidence is incredibly important. And courageous people are those who have confidence that they can trust God and to do whatever God wants them to do. Now, two or three weeks ago, Sandow was speaking about people who live in a cave. If you didn't hear that message, hopefully you'll better pick it up on the website. But he talks about people who live in a cave because they hide from issues in their lives. Cave people are those who are basically lost courage. They are those people who are in a place of fear, hiding away because they no longer have the confidence to trust God with their issues. We go into a cave, mentally speaking, whenever fear grips us and we lose our confidence in the ability to trust God. David had a moment like that in his life. He went to hear because he was being hunted by Saul. Saul was determined to kill him. And David in fear went and hid in the cave, and a lot of other fearful people joined him. Elijah went and hid in the cave. When Queen Jezebel said, I am going to kill you, because on the Mount of Carmel, Elijah had called down 
Bale had been executed following that showdown, and Jezebel, the queen, said, I'm going to kill you. Elijah. What was Elijah doing? Goes away and hides the cave. Because fear overcame his confident trust in God. Last week, Janice and I were on holiday in Cornwall in Terra Judy. Chase the holidays now. So we went to a place called Mousel. Have you ever been? Beautiful little harbour village in Cornwall. It's a gorgeous place to go to. And there's a picture you can see the, the harbour. Whilst we were there, there were no boats in the harbour. They'd all been pulled up because there's little boats, they don't go fishing in the winter. And so there's a little picture of us standing by the harbour. But round the other side of the harbour, they have put in this kind of wooden structure that stops any boats from coming in or going out. And it was there really to try and protect the harbour from the huge waves that can often batter that coastline coming in from the Atlantic. And so then these walls come across, there's gaps between them, but uh, the water can come in and out, but no boats would come in, they would go around the Newland a little bit of lock if they needed to. And so that's looking across the walls. Do you know what? Terry and I had the confidence to walk across it. <laughs> we dropped. We weren't afraid. There was water. And I said to Terry, so we do it. Did you get it? See, for most of Terry's life, he's worked off ladders and all scaffolding. I learned to climb ladders with my father when I was a little boy. I had no fear of height. We were going to walk across it. Do you know what? Two women with us said you are not. <laughs> and by the minute we obeyed our lives. <laughs> but we rocked it. We had the confidence that we could do this. We could walk across there. Even though it was a bit windy and blowy. And it would have been a thrill and exciting risk to take. Confidence was high. And we were ready to do it. But our wives would carry it. So we walked away, feeling sorry that we were missing the exciting <laughs> Terry, next time we go there, I promise you we will do it. Why is my little wife? Now, I don't know how many of you would have had confidence to do that. Some of you might have been that quick, some of you might have thought it was on your life. You see, the, the good thing was it was a shortcut. We didn't have to walk all the way back from the harbour. We could have just done that shortcut and gone back into the how do we learn confidence? Some people naturally feel they're oozing confidence and others don't feel they've got it at all. Let's understand from the scriptures, what do we need to understand to have confidence in the ability of God? Okay, the first thing that we need to do, we learn confidence by witnessing God's power. Joshua has seen the amazing miracle of the Red Sea dividing so that the whole company of the people of Israel, over a million of them, could walk through on dry land towards their freedom out of slavery in Egypt. Joshua was here. He had been there at that moment. He saw the miracle that God did. He witnessed what God could do. Confidence comes by seeing God's power displayed. How have you seen God's power displayed in your life? Just 
Just have a conversation again with your neighbour. Come on. What are some of the ways you've seen God's power display? It's got a bit quiet now, hasn't it? <laughs> Come on, think. What are those moments or testimony from someone else? How have you seen the power of God display in and through your life? Talk to each other for a minute. Okay, let me continue. You see, we must never forget things that God has done in our lives, or that we've witnessed and God doing maybe in the lives of others. That gives us a testimony. And confidence comes when you can draw upon what you have seen God do in your life, or what you have seen God do down through your life. Confidence comes by witnessing God's power. The strange thing was that many of the people of Israel, not long after they passed through the Red Sea, they were moaning and complaining and saying, let's go back into Egypt. Did not touch God. That moment was a life-changing moment for him. He had seen the ability and the power of God at work. And he was confident that he could trust his God whatever he faced in the future. We also know confidence by winning godly battles. You see, Joshua learned his confidence by being a man of courage to lead the people of Israel against a group of people called the Amalekites. They were on their journey towards the promised land and they faced these Amalekites and Moses said to Joshua, right, I want you to lead an army against the Amalekites. I'm going to go up on the hill and I'm going to raise my hands and I'm going to intercede for you in prayer. You fight the battle, I'll fight it as it were on my knees. And he had two guys who helped him, Aaron and her, because naturally speaking, you can't keep your arms up for very long. It's not possible. So he had Aaron and her either side holding his arms up all the time. Moses held his arms up interceding for Joshua in the valley. Joshua won the battle. And the Bible says Aaron and her stood each side of Moses holding up his hands, so his hands were held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of the Amalekites in battle. What godly battles have you won in your life? Show your name. You may have won a battle through prayer, praying through to victory. You may have been standing strong for your faith in Jesus Christ and testifying. What godly battles have you won in your life? Think. Talk to each other. Okay, that's good. Courage comes when we have confident trust in God. But also courage comes through having a vision to see God's plans. Many people drift through life aimlessly with a kind of laissez-faire attitude, which is basically the belief that says, we'll just leave things to take their natural course in life. What will be, will be, is the laissez-faire kind of attitude. I want to tell you, this is not God's idea for your life. God has got very clear plans. God has got very clear purposes for your life. You were not designed by accident. I love this quote from Rick Warren. He said, Your birth was no mistake or mishap. 
your life is the fruit of nature. Your parents may not have planned you, but God did. He was not at all surprised at your birth. In fact, he expected. Some people confess, well, I, I, I'm a mistake baby. I was never really intended to be. God intended you to be. Whatever others might say about you, God has got plans and purposes for your life. And for you and I to be men and women of courage, we need a vision of the plans that God has got for us. Courageous people see what God wants for them, and they have faith to live it out. Joshua was among 12 men who were selected to spy out the promised land. He was selected with these other 11, another one of them was a good buddy called Caleb. They went into this promised land and they spied it out. And it was amazing. Literally was a land flowing with milk and honey. It was ripe, it was rich, it was full of all kinds of wonderful things. And he was excited and inspired by what he saw of the land that God had promised to the people way back in Abraham's time. Ten of the spies were very negative about the prospects of this land because all they saw were giants. They saw people that were bigger and greater than them. And this is what they said. They said, we felt like grasshoppers next to them. But listen to what Joshua said. He said, the land we explore is a wonderful land. Don't be afraid of the people of the land. They are only helpless to pray to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Amen. When you know that God is with you, when you understand the vision and purpose that he's got for your life, you can face anything. Because the future is always good with God. Thank you, Lord. Remember that. The future is always good with God. Amen. Even if you're having a tough time at work, even if things are going difficult at the moment, if you have committed your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, if you've got confidence in Him, and if you are believing that He has a vision and purpose for your life in the future, it will always be good for yeah. you because your life is committed to God. Do you know the plan that God has got for your life? You can courageously pursue the plan of God for your life because if God is for you, nothing and no one can be against you. What it says in Romans chapter 8. So courage comes from having confidence to trust God. It comes from having a vision to see God's plans. But one last thing this morning is that courage comes by being determined to grasp the promise of God. Being determined to grasp the promise. You see, courageous people do not give up. That's why we won the first one the Second World War, because they were courageous men and women that went and they laid down their lives. They did not give up. And the book of Joshua begins with God saying to Joshua, Moses, my servant, <coughs> Now Joshua must have known that that moment would one day occur, but he wasn't looking forward to it. But when God came and announced Moses is dead, he now knew that the time had come for him to step up and step into the shoes of Moses and lead the people of Israel 
Peter responds to that. And people of Israel were looking to Peter to be. <coughs> and only without the history, they were difficult. But God says to him, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead my people across the Jordan River into the land that I am giving to you. This was a moment, a defining moment for Joshua. Joshua grasped the promise. He knew that this land was a land that God had promised centuries before, and he took hold of it, and he was determined to pursue and to possess the promise that God had given. And the book of Joshua is a story about a determination to receive all that God had promised for the people. In Hebrews 11, verse 13, we read these words, it was by faith that Joshua and the people of Israel marched around Jericho for seven days and the walls came crashing down. That's the kind of person he was. Would you have marched for seven days? Would you have just walked down in silence and thinking, well, we'll just keep doing this and after four days thinking, what's the point? You know, this is crazy. How are these walls going to fall down? But there was a determination in this man. To believe that God had made a promise and that God would not break his promise and that he was going to possess the land that God had promised. Have you given up marching around some situation in your life? Have you given up praying for that prodigal son or that prodigal daughter? Have you given up believing God? Have you given up believing that a particular relationship will never be restored? There are some things that we have to keep marching on. Determined to pursue the promise of God has to us. Have you lost courage to believe God for your future? Have you lost sight? that God has got for your life? Is your confidence waning because you haven't won any battles recently or witnessed God's power? I believe we're in a time where God wants us to stand up as men and women with a fresh commitment. Will you just stand with me as we draw some close this morning and ask the music team to come up? Sunday morning. It 
because well, there are one reason why you could stay in bed, that's just another line. It takes courage to show up for the prayer meetings. It takes courage to be committed to different ministries. And as the future unfolds, we are going to have more and more ministries that will flow out from this church. It takes courage to plan and to believe that God is going to send you to Kenya like Jack has a passion and a desire to have and serve God. See, you can live your life safely. You can decide not to walk across the boards of Household Hollow because it seems a silly thing to do. We stay on the same ground. You can decide to stay in the boat. Or you can be like Peter and say, I'm going to get out and try and walk the water. You can decide to be like one of Saul's army who ran away from the giant Goliath. Or you can be like David and say, I'll go against this Goliath because my God is with me. I really believe that God is calling this church to be filled with that kind of courage. Because we have a nation out there that really knows nothing about the love of Jesus Christ. We have children growing up in school who have no clue about any of the stories of life. When I went to school, we were taught the Bible stories. But we now live in a generation and in a secular generation that really doesn't see any need to believe in anything. Just do what you want. Make up your own life. Do it your own way. Whatever feels good to you is okay. And we live in a confused generation that is desperate to hear the truth. Thank you. 